Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers Podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, so far three and one on this road trip. Had an amazing game on Saturday. We're gonna get into all that in the show, but what was your guys' takeaways from this uh this lovely weekend we had? It's great. Um that's what, what was needed, you know, going into the playoffs and playing good ball, beating good teams on the road and that's what you want to see. Like we said, if they beat Milwaukee, it totally wipes away that Dallas stench. So, and it did, I think. Like people kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, winning cures all, like they say. Oh. And we can all can we also talk about like how bad the scheduling's been? Like we we had a lot of weeks where we played on Monday, and the next game was on Friday. We made a lot of comments about it. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden we're back to back road games. Gym availability, arena availability, it's other stuff that goes on in the arenas. Man, I learned that you know, like I say, remember I told you guys when when I played, we only had our home games were basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and hockey was Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and we we would both share Sunday. So that's why if you look on TNT, which was Thursday, we were always on the road. Well, national televised game, we're always on the road. Ah, uh, yeah. It's just, yeah, I just. I don't know if it's still like that, but I'm just saying, like, it's. There's a lot of factors. Pretty yes, the, the arena availability at the beginning of the year. I know I remember having this conversation with Billy on like how they determined. He was like, at the beginning of, like, earlier in the year in the summer, they have to send in, like, all of their available dates. To the league, like everybody's sitting in their available dates, and they start making the schedule based on everybody's um, arena availability. Mm. So it's a you know it's complex. I mean, you you think yeah. that even sometimes those those arenas are um, primary. You know, when 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 we played, um, you know, we had a lot of success, but. We were probably the second tenant. It was hockey. The, the Flyers were probably the number one tenant when we played because of ownership, not necessarily because of success, because of, you know, ownership was always a hockey guy more so mm-hmm. until, you know, the Roberts brothers came, you know, along. Um, 
or whatever, you know, like, so it, it was, and people didn't realize um, when they built, what, what is it called now? Wachovia? Like, well, I don't even know what is it called. First Union. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's changed names, you know. Well, Wells times. Fargo. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo, yeah. Do you all know that Wachovia actually bought Wells Fargo? But they kept the Wells Fargo name? Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> so if you make a, if you have a Wells Fargo account and you make like a, um, you, you wire money, it'll say Wachovia. Interesting. So any, anyhow, right <laughs> anyway, yes, um, it's, it's just difficult. You know, it's, it's a lot of teams that multiple, some arenas have multiple teams. Um, just think of the Lakers, for instance. I mean, the Lakers, Clippers, Kings, all them shows and concerts that, you know, at Staples, like, it's hard. Yeah, I get it, man. But five road games in seven nights—that is—that's a brutal stretch. That was normal for us. Not, not in this pamphlet. That's what I'm saying. Now it's different, but you know, with it has helped with them spreading the season out. Um, starting two weeks or three weeks earlier, whatever they do, that helps with the dates. So if you crunch in those dates and you take those two or three weeks away, now all of a sudden that's when you get into those. Two and three nights, three and four nights, four and five nights. That's Man. that's when you. That's why you have all that stuff because of the you know, availability. Is not like you're the only tenant. You come in, you play whenever you want to play. That's not the case. Yep. See, we have guys, three more guys back to backs after this too. Yeah, and guys are tougher back then. You know, they, they can handle the, uh, the, the the those stretches. Huh? Ooh, watch it, watch <laughs> it. You're gonna get JJ Redick after you, man. If you're watching. There you go. Hey man, I don't have anything to do with that. I'm not knocking them guys at all for all that. You know, if uh, I, I didn't let I didn't them take time off. They let them take time off. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, I don't know if guys would necessarily take games off. I know I do know some guys that would. Like I, I played with some guys that would take a game off if they told them in a heartbeat. Um, I know some guys that would take, you know, definitely practice. Like almost the majority would take practice off. Mm -hmm. if not every. Um, practice, especially Larry Coach Brown's practices. It definitely would take take time off if you could, if if that that choice was given. But games, most guys I played with just wanted to play the games and not practice. Mm -hmm. Like that was yeah, the, yeah. The field for most guys. You play you you play with the most famous guy who wanted to play in games and not practice. I mean, he didn't necessarily not want to practice. Like he wasn't any different than us. I mean, he just couldn't believe we were talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Not the game. Yeah. Not the game I love. Yeah, not that game. Oh man. My the, guy. Um, the interesting thing was the um the following day I was watching the Bucks and Wizards game and I didn't realize this. So Bucks after that game fly to Washington. They didn't get into DC until like 3 a.m. that night and they had to play like a mm -hmm. six o'clock tip off. With the Wizards, apparently that game got pushed up a day uh, for availability reasons because uh, some some other game got postponed, so they had to like move, move that in. So that game should have been Monday, end up game played Sunday. Wow, yeah, and th they won that game. That was that was close, closer than it should have been. Was wow. it, it was probably the game when um yes when um forgot who it was somebody couldn't get out of um. Dallas during the um, ice, the, the weather. Yeah, they they couldn't fly out of Texas. 
Oh, yeah. Maybe. And they canceled that game. I think that was the reason why. Yeah, I think it was maybe the Pistons. They, they said it during the telecast, but I totally forgot. Maybe yeah. maybe it was, some, it was somebody. It was the East, Co- right. it was the East Conference, Eastern Conference team. So mm-hmm. basically, probably whoever the Wizards play today. That's, that's probably who it is. Whoever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wizards, Pistons. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what it was. Reschedule their game for March 7th. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. there you go. Man, too bad. I'm sure people are going to be lining up to go to that one. <laughs> is it is it in Washington? <laughs> yes. Um, it says NBA announced today it's Wizards at Detroit will be rescheduled. Oh, it's it's Detroit. at Detroit. It's at Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Detroit couldn't get back home, or either the Wizards couldn't get to Detroit. One or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now you say that I remember it. Yeah. 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 Wild, but. I was rooting for the Wizards in that one. Milwaukee ended up uh, squeaking by, and Giannis almost had the triple double, which they took. They they took that back. What do you think about that, Eric? The um, since everyone's talking about padding stats these days now, what do you think about Giannis doing the? uh, It's it's no different than it's a rebound coming and everybody move out the way and let a guy get the rebound. Same thing. He just individually did it, but guys have been doing that forever. Hey man, he need one more rebound. Let him get that rebound. Is that not padding stats? It is. Yes. It's Don't just you a different that? form of it. I mean, at least that was a real shot, though. Yeah, I mean, the the league rescinded it, so obviously they felt like it was it was something that he didn't need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I ain't, I'm not really tripping because it's not like Giannis can't get a triple double. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's. Especially on a rebound. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? You expect the assist to be the one. Yes. So he, that, him getting the rebound doesn't – it doesn't – I mean, that that's not a big deal. The league to come and take it away, to me, kind of saved it from being even spoken about because it's, it's it yeah. technically didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the clock. Well, they did. They rescinded it, so it's like it's just yeah, a so nine rebound game now. But and you know, are we talking about a guy that did it in one game, or are we talking about guys that do it all the time? Like which yeah. which which one are we which one we're gonna talk about more? Or guys that fight their teammates for a rebound to to grab it away so they can get the rebound for I, it. I, I had it. I had that happen to me in college. I needed one more rebound, and I had a guy um, that knew it. But he wanted to get like double double, and he took the rebound. Oh, that sucks! Uh, I ended up with 15, 12, and nine. Oh, Were you mad? That, game. that game, yeah. Were you mad? I was disappointed, but at, at that time, Magic Johnson was the only one had had who had had a triple double. Oh man! So I would have been on the list with Magic. <laughs> did, you, did you ever come close again for a triple double? Yes, I actually came close a lot. Ah. Never got it. Okay. Never got it until the NBA. Yeah. So I couldn't, you know, I wasn't capable of, you know, going and pad my stats and going and get it. <laughs> but I, I just, I just know like playing that game. It's people would say you can, people can say you pass stats all you want. It's still hard to go get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still hard to go get them. I mean, you still got to be a talented guy to go get a triple double. I don't, I don't, you sure. know. One way or another, you just can't just show up and be like, hey, I'm going to go get this. I mean, you mm-hmm. still – people still have to make shots to get an assist. Mm-hmm. Or either you still got to block shots or you still got to go get the rebound and you still have to score. 
Yeah. So it's it's still not that's that's the part that I say like people do it. I mean, you all play sports, Marcus. In your league, you you probably trying to run the people over as much or take charges or whatever. Like you know, <laughs> whatever you do. Yeah, I mean, the, the threes and uh, uh, yeah, charges probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, charges. moving pigs more like it. Moving pigs, yeah. yeah moving pigs, whatever, and... whatever you, you know, threes and. Moving picks, man. So if, if you plan your game fun. right, and you plan your game and you hot and you got 26 points and there's three minutes left, are you not going to try to get 30? Of course. Is, so what is that? Is that is that padding stats, though, or is that just trying to score? You just said I'm trying to get, get 30. You didn't say anything about I'm trying to Yeah, win. you're trying to score to get 30 then. <laughs> Then you're going for stats. If you're trying to score to win, that's different. Yes, you didn't say I'm trying to win. You said I'm trying to go get 30. <laughs> you're going for 30. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if I'm that close. Exactly. So, wait. So, so it's only stat padding if you're close to that? So, at the beginning of the game, if you say, I want 30 tonight, is that stat padding? That's goal setting. This is all I'm saying. Like, I just, I just think if – if you're doing anything that hinders what's the structure of the team and trying to win, then I think it goes that direction. But it's, if it's within the flow of that team, and every team is different, if it's within the flow of that team trying to win, I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. If the team is still trying to win. So if a team is trying to win and a guy like Russ or – Joker, go get a rebound, and everybody else let them get a rebound, and they're still trying to win. So what? Yeah. I think that's when it changed for Russ. I think this all changed for Russ when they when that formula stopped winning games. And they're like, it, oh. It didn't really stop winning games. I mean, they weren't winning games because they weren't one of the best teams. That's why they didn't win games. But that formula of trying to grab every rebound and, and get triple doubles – well, then it's not a winning formula then. What I mean, like, what do you mean? Like, it's not. I mean, what do you mean it's not a winning formula? What was that team going to do when he was there? Like, what were they going to do if he didn't get triple doubles? They were still – are you saying they were going to win more? We'll never know because I don't think Russ would – I don't think Russ was capable of that at that time, of not it trying to go what? for triple doubles every time. Are we, are we talking about end of OKC or are we talking Houston? What are, what are we end talking of OKC, Washington – I mean, I mean that, but that team without, went to the playoffs. Yeah, that team without Russ is. Let me look at them right now. Washington went to the playoffs and didn't haven't since then. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think even before before that, I think it was like before couple, they, they didn't do it then, but they yeah. did it the year he was there. Yeah. And Why Washington was triple double. And well, I, I, I hope that I hope that fifty-five million went towards a play-in game victory. Yeah, I mean, just you can't get in somebody's pocket now. You, you you can't go in nobody's pocket now. Get your hands out of people's pocket now. This ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't paying that salary. You ain't giving him that salary. But he's making it. it so he earned it. Yeah, no, I, I know. My point is that's so a So he lot. earned it. You that's can't criticize somebody that earned He earned that money. He earned it. Somebody gave that to him. He earned it. He didn't hold a gun up to nobody's head and, and make them give that to him. He got that money, and he will have totally. a statue in Oklahoma City. Totally. He will have one. I'm yep. talking about impact versus 
I'm talking about on. No, you talk. You don't know Syria. I know. I'm talking about on court impact versus financial impact on the team, because salaries can hurt the team. It can. It just can. Well, somebody can hurt the team making the minimum. Le- less likely than the guy making the most. It does. Yes, it can. Somebody can hurt because you can go give it to somebody else that can have a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. So it can hurt somebody. It can hurt the team. Any salary can hurt the team, yeah. but it's always guys that have the high salary that we go after. That's a little bit of jealousy. Well, because it's a little bit of jealousy too. But it's, man. Ca- it's cap percentage, though. That's why. But it's a little bit of jealousy because one guy's making seventy percent of the cap at, at, at that rate. Why is it always a guy like Russ when it's a lot of guys that make a lot of money that you can say that about? It's a lot of guys like that. True. I think the only people that get but criticized. I'm just saying, like his name always comes. I know up. it does. So I'm taking I know. it a little personal because it's always an attack on him. I know. I know. I know. But it's so many other guys. If that's well, the case, that you can put in that box. Well, we had this conversation about Tobias a couple weeks ago. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying. So it's so many. It, in, in some ways, at the beginning of the year, they all said it about James. And so he took this. I disagree. I disagree with that, though, with James. No, I'm just saying. You say it about everyone, but it's like, when is it? When it? When is a guy like? When is it going to be to the point where a guy can make money? And they pay him. So you, you you pay a guy and say, hey, here, we're going to give you this salary. You need to be going this way. What, what when is it like, what are you, ex- what are you expecting when? I think a lot you, of people are, are a lot of people are saying they don't care what James makes on this contract because he's played the way he's played. He has earned to make that crazy. Yeah, but, but even at, even at a point, people thought that about Russ too, and then at a certain point when yes. they, were, when they made, then they said, "Oh, he doesn't deserve that money." We came. His salary became an issue when when he went to the Lakers and all the talking heads. Now they, it wants to be an yeah. issue. Yeah, we didn't hear that when he played for the Wizards. And we did a little bit. Thank you. Thank that's you. The, that's the extent. Thank you. What we you did. Mean, a little little it was like a salary dump when they traded him to L.A. What do you mean? It Wait. was what? It was like, it was basically like a, a giant salary dump in that LA deal. They wanted to get off that contract. That was their main goal. It wasn't even to get back town. It was just to get off that contract when they traded. Yes, in. but we didn't hear that. You know, you want to get off that contract because of the direction the team is going I mean, for cap flexibility. But they they still got a lot of guys. Yes, but that has nothing to do you with have him. To. That's a, that's about the team, not him. Mm-hmm. That's what the team wants and what the team needs. I'd say because a little I'm just saying they 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 are paying Bradley Beal right, and he deserves everything that he gets. Yep. And there's still a 10th, 11, 12th seed. So is he now overpaid? You don't hear that? No. You don't hear that yet. I'm okay. just saying. People don't believe you will, that. You will though. You will hear that. I'm just saying. You can go down. You know how many teams that got the high salary guys and not going to make the playoffs this year? I I, I thought Chicago Bulls. I thought it was are a they, lot. To get, I thought it was a lot to get Bradley Beal. I thought that Bradley Beal contract locked them into mediocrity at best for the next five years. I'm just giving you examples. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying that I just think it's unfair that it's always one guy that people go at. Well, it's and not I'm the just guy's giving fault. You examples of high salary guys where their teams. Are struggling too. 
I'm not even blaming the players, though. I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying it's unfortunate. That's, my, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, no, of course I'm not blaming them. them I'm not blaming. I'm not. It's, it's the way the NBA is set up. You're a team is forced to overpay their talent, or else they'll just go somewhere else. That's the problem with it. And they got they're not forced to do it. They made a decision to do it. You don't get compensated though, like you do in the NFL. You don't get comp picks. You don't get franchise tags. You can't trade for a picks guys just leave you high and dry and see ya bye that that that's unfortunate i think it'd be a lot more why do they need why why do they need to be compensated for it why did the nfl decided that teams need to be because the nfl don't give guaranteed contracts but but why should the teams get compensated for that though that's just what they negotiated like why should a team get compensated for a player leaving it's called free agency you still the player don't get compensated. Grade. The player don't get compensated when the team trade them. You can. We got compensated in the Jimmy Butler, and that was free agency. No, the player don't get compensated. Well, if he wants to go to a city of his choosing, he does. Yes, but most likely you don't. Because they're just the player does money. not get compensated when the team trades them. But we want to compensate the team if a player leaves for free agency. That's that's backwards. Well, he's getting he the contract. He's getting the contract. He's still getting the money. Well, he already has his contract before you trade him. So he's not getting anything additional. He already has the contract. So you're saying that the team should be able to get compensated if a guy leaves for free agency. But his contract ran out. It's free. He has the right to go somewhere else, just like they have the right to do something else. So if sure. he's a free agent sure. and they decide to sign someone else, does he get compensated? But what you just described is the reason why teams do overpay their own talent, though, because because the, the way it's but set teams up, don't have to. That's their decision. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, of course it is, but they, with the current system, they feel like they have to do it. They don't. They they don't in actuality, but they feel like they do. Hence, why guys get signed to huge deals. And now, look, Bradley Beal saying. Oh, I'm going to draw a line in the sand soon. It's like, oh, really? You weren't drawing a line in the sand when you got paid five highest paid players in the league? That's not fair either. Fair to well, well, there's the balance between winning the team. And- Bradley Beal could have left. He could have said no to that contract. Didn't the, didn't the Wizards just dump Russ for the same reason you talked about, right? Didn't they just trade him for that same reason? Which That's Beal, what you I said. It was a salary dump, okay right? With, which- but you said it was a salary dump. Correct. So they made that decision. Yes. So they made that decision to play Bradley, Bradley uh, to pay Bradley too. Yeah, and he made it. And he okay, made it. So we can't be talking about it's it's a, a player issue. That's a team issue. Team, well, I'm, they, I'm, they, I'm not blaming they, the players. There's nothing wrong with this cap. They make decisions. They got a lot of people in there to make a lot of money to make these decisions. Sure, do you, but do you feel the same way when a player wants to renege on that deal and go somewhere else and hold out and leave and not come to games anymore and make a big problem? Do you, you feel the same way when what? players do that? Would do what? When they when they don't well, pull Ben Simmons and they don't want to come to work anymore and they want to go somewhere else or when Bradley Beal. I, I, I don't agree with that. I, I don't. I personally don't agree with that. I won't call a guy out for doing that because I don't know his circumstances. I personally don't agree with doing that. Like I, I don't. I don't think that there would be a time that I would do that. I would. I would actually get traded, but I would still come. That's just me personally. Yeah, and do my job. So consummate I don't, professional. I don't, no, I'm just saying, like I, I would do that, but but I don't know everybody's circumstance. 
So being it seems to be more other stuff going on. No, but like now Bradley, after signing that contract willingly, is now saying, well, everyone's got a line that it gets crossed at some point. I I think to a certain I I don't think that's actually right with a lot of people, you know, because, you know, if you got teammates, they like where you at. So that's what I'm saying. You just. I think it got to be more to it than just a guy. I'm not going to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't I'm not going to get into what his reasons were. I'm just saying me personally, I wouldn't have done, done it that way. Yeah. Or like just, uh, there's a, a lot of guys who want out at a certain point at soon after they sign a contract too. It's like, you didn't have a problem. Well, I mean, but a lot of that time when they signed that contract, they just, and what I'm telling you is a lot of things that they were promises, promises, you know, they were promised. Don't show up. So that's that what I'm saying. Both, like, that goes both ways too though. Yes. Yes, and, and sometimes you're not really if you're not really involved in that negotiation and how things are going. Like, I believe with Kevin Durant, That's promises good. weren't met. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, promises weren't met. That's why I think that they did him a favor. They did him a favor. Not necessarily everybody else, but they did him a favor. They sent him where he wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's doing right. But see, like we said earlier, though, they don't have to do that, but they did right by him. Right. It's a good thing that's, to do. But 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 I think that it was because he did right by them, too. You now, see what I'm saying? If a player goes in, and it's like, hey, guys. I'm going to leave you. Some players do it. Some players don't. Well, most don't. Yeah. I'm going to leave you in, in, in a month from now. Work on a sign and trade for me. Here are my preferred destinations. If you can make it happen, wonderful. If not, then I, I'm I'm just letting you know I'm leaving you. They don't have to do it, of course not. No, it, but I you, mean that that but that also comes down to relationships, and it comes down to most most likely representation, um, speaking with the team in advance to kind of work that relationship and and work those deals. So that's that's a feel, that's a relationship thing. Yeah. Um, but. Like I said, I mean, teams still have to make decisions. That's they why decisions I all the time. That's why it's I like thought they the make decisions. It's it's times where guys should make more and they don't because they have no leverage. Yeah, so they don't pay them more. Yeah. It's true too. That's why I actually <laughs> like the way what Harden. How everyone says Harden uh, did Brooklyn wrong, dude. He was telling him he was leaving. He gave you six months in advance. Tell you he was leaving. That's better than most players do. Well, I mean, they made a decision to get a guy that was going to be a free agent, too. So that's another decision that you make. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. And we're going to see that play out this offseason when Harden decides to yeah. either stay. It's going to be another issue. Be another issue. Tayson, I'm going to be mad when he go back to Houston. <laughs> I mean, yes, I will That's be what everybody's saying. He going back to Houston. I will be ve- I'll tell you right now, I'll be very mad. <laughs> Not because of the decision, because it doesn't make sense. Because he got – he he at for him, he asked for things and got them. And then you leave anyway. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, I mean, we don't really know what they can offer him. So we don't really know what he's going to Well, that's true. If we don't know the, the money part of it. But yeah. assuming he gets. And the years. We don't know. Contract. We don't know what the Sixers are going to give him. So that will come down. It That will matter. Yeah. yeah. And we got a whole off season to talk about that, so we'll we'll save this. Uh, we'll save that part for uh, about uh, May or June, hopefully. Hopefully June. <laughs> hopefully June. Um, okay, so we're gonna get into uh, 
the, the big game against Milwaukee. But before that, um, we're going to talk about something that's been kind of the, the main thing since we traded Thibel. We kind of talked about Thibel, making the comments about Philly. But ever since then, Thibel's kind of been playing well. Uh, people have somewhat of seller's remorse getting rid of Thibel for um, uh, Jalen McDaniels. But things have started to change after the game that McDaniels had a Saturday night and even the game he had last night uh, stepping in for Tobias. But are you guys still happy about the trade for um for, uh, for McDaniel's with Eibel for uh, McDaniel's swap? Are you guys happy about that still as of right now? I mean, my my thing is what Eibel is doing in Portland does not surprise me, but I do also doesn't do not think that he would would have done that with us. I just don't think it was going to happen. The way it was going, the direction it was going, um, the inconsistency in the minutes. Um, I don't think Doc would have committed to him. I don't think he had enough confidence and enthusiasm for it, for it to happen here. It, it's it was just time to move on, and I don't even think it was a talent decision. It was just it's not working. It's just it's kind of dissolved. Let's move on. You go do what you need to do, and we'll go a different direction. So from that standpoint, I say, you know, the move had to be made. Now whether we made the right move or not to me is the question. Um, you know, if, if, is it something you could have packaged or is it something you could have went a different direction? We don't know because we don't know what, what was our offer. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't think that you can get, you know, remorse from him leaving because it, it wasn't going to happen there. It wasn't. Do you like what McDaniels has produced for us so far? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm not. I, I like what he's he's doing. I just, I think that he's a he's different. He, he's something we don't have. He's an athlete, and, and once he I mean, he didn't have a training camp, he didn't have all season like a lot of everyone else did. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like what he brings to the table, and, and and I think he's still figuring out what his role is. But he's been effective trying to figure it out. It's funny when you were saying that, Eric, about Matisse, I was thinking the the cliche um change of scenery. And that's really what it was for him. He needed to he needed yeah. a complete change of scenery. Yeah. Because you you hear a lot of people use those incorrectly for other things, but like this was a just a great example that he just wasn't gonna get what he's getting in Portland here, which is a lot of opportunity and a lot of minutes. Whether yeah. he should or shouldn't, that's a different story altogether. That's a that's a coaching decision thing. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I don't feel, I don't feel like he thought he was empowered to shoot or to try on offense more to get more opportunities. Um, he wasn't getting the minutes. I I think for, I, Matisse is playing lights out. He was shooting 45% on threes on 4.4 attempts a game. He was not going to play enough to get 4.4 no, attempts. He wasn't going to get that. No, no way. So and by seller's remorse, and and if we're just comparing his Portland to what McDaniel's is giving us, and what half the amount of minutes seems like, that's not fair anyway. So I mean, it, it's it's give give McDaniel's thirty eight minutes a game or thirty seven, whatever the hell Thibault's playing with him. Maybe you can make that comparison. But for the shorter time that both those guys get on Philadelphia, I actually think McDaniel's is a better fit for what we do. Uh, for like the limited minutes he gets, he's he's a versatile wing. Um, long defender, good rebounder, um, just creates problems. Him and Paul Reed created so many problems defensively for teams. Um, the energy, the athleticism, 
I think he's fitting well considering he's only been here for a couple of weeks. Um, so if you compare it just to what they'd be given here, so for who, who do I want playing 15 minutes or 16 minutes, McDaniels or Thibel, I'd probably go with, with McDaniels because we know Thibel wasn't doing well with that limited minutes. He wasn't producing like that. So, um, and we're seven and three since McDaniels trade. So I, I also think it's translating into wins as well. Um, and I saw someone posted today, he's over his last, I think, four games, he's plus 42. Um, can't complain about that. And on top of that, you have the cost-effective part of it, which Maury alluded to for next year's flexibility with re-signing players. One of them we were just talking about a minute ago. Um, that also played in a, you know, a part in it. So not only are you getting a guy for limited minutes who can contribute and fit in well with what we need here, um, you're getting a guy who can help out for cost effective for the future. So I'm still happy. I'm still happy with the trade. Yeah. Um, and last night was McDaniels' first uh, 30 minute plus game with us and 20 points, eight rebounds. And contrast go. the Thibault. I know, I know I'm cherry picking Thibault, one of Thibault's worst games with uh, Portland. Thibault at 37 minutes last night, three points, two rebounds. So, yeah. And I, I know it's a cher- cherry picking, but the, in the contrast, McDaniels looked good in his uh, extended playing time last night. I think Thibault's also averaging like two steals and a block a game. So, I mean, we know Thibault can do. I mean, we know he's. He's uh, valuable in all parts of the court, but that's if you give him a lot of run, and we just weren't doing that, and we weren't going to. We were just going to lose him for nothing this offseason. He's going to be gone. Yeah, and like Eric said, I know people try to compare both of them. They're, they're, they're two totally different types of players. I mean, McDaniels, I mean, you can you can see he, he can actually create on offense. Where Thibel wasn't really doing that, and obviously we weren't really giving him much time to do that, but it's just like a, just a different look with, with him on the court. Yeah. Athletic guy. Um. All right, so we're going to get into the game on Saturday, which I was at a bar Saturday. No audio. It's kind of sucked, but I was watching. I was like, I was tuned in watching the entire game. But um, Sixers, man, huge win. I thought we were going to get dominated that third quarter. Well, another third, or another rough third quarter. Uh, but fourth quarter came out uh, scoring 48 points in the fourth, 20 points from Harden in the fourth, and beat and Harden, I believe, second Philly tandem to ever go 30 points and 10-plus assists uh, in a game together. Um, they did that without Tobias and PJ for much of that game. Um, so I got to ask you guys, was this our best win of the season? And another part to that question, who would you be, who would, who would you guys be more scared of facing the playoffs, Milwaukee or Boston? Well, man, I, I had the wrong guy. Remember I said, I said, Max, somebody had to score 35 plus for, yep. for us to win that game. <laughs> yep. Um, and I just knew you, you had to be better than average to go there and win. Um, you were close. You were one number off, Eric. Yeah. Zero and one. Yeah. <laughs> um, do I think it was the best win? No. Do I think it was a great win? Yes. But I, I see it almost as a swap from losing the Boston game. Yeah. Because um, that's a game I felt we should have won. You know, and I'm sure Milwaukee's looking at this game like, man, we – we should have beat them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would say the Memphis game is the biggest game. Yeah. That's out of the break. Because you go out of the break, the way that game was going, if we don't come back, we don't win that. Now you go to Boston and lose that game. And, and you know what I'm saying? The, my, my, you know, I just, it looks different. Um, it To me, it looks different. I just think, I think the Milwaukee game was a big game. But I, I would still think that coming out of the Boston break, you you know how sour things can get 
losing that game, they're losing to Boston. Um, you don't factor in who the opponent is, like someone we could play and who like a conference rival is? No, because Milwaukee has already shown me they can go to the finals and win the championship. They, they've shown me that. We haven't. Yeah. So, so that's the team I already know can do that. So I'm, I'm going to judge us on how we play against Milwaukee in the, in the, in the playoffs, not in the regular season game. Great to end their streak, great. Um, but that team also lost that game, went on the road, and won the game the, the next day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Not even 24 hours later. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like Within 24 hours, they were winning another game. So Crazy. You know, it wasn't like <laughs> they, they went on the losing streak now. Um, and I would as much as like Boston, what we're 0-3 against Boston this year. Yep. I still would rather play Boston than Milwaukee. Really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Because I I um I I just think Milwaukee's the better team. Um, I think they're deeper. They have a lot of guys. They haven't even they had they've had injuries, they haven't had their full team all year. Um, so now you're talking about Two or three months from now, and then that team's been playing together. They're gonna be different in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a reason. They're I mean, they, they're, they're both they're both deep. Boston, yeah, they got a four or five game lead, and they have it for a reason. I know. You know what I'm saying? And Middleton is still what he played reserve minutes against us. Does the fact that George George Niang actually shooting well in Milwaukee change your mind at all? <laughs> one of the few you spoke me to is on the road shooting. Thing. There you go. Yep. Um, Trust me, I thought about that when I was watching him put it yeah, down. I mean, there he is. I just think what Niang did is that's always going to be needed to win. Like you're going to always need somebody else outside of your key guy to step up, yeah. and it may not always be that same guy. We know that. Mm-hmm. So that particular night, it was him. So, I mean, he shoots like that. James was great. Maxi, Joel, they all scored. And it was still a, a two or three point game. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Well, we did lose so, Tucker and, and Tobias, but yeah. Yeah, they combined for five points, those two. Yeah, I mean, but if they're in there, then somebody else isn't. Maybe Niang doesn't play. That's true. So they're in there. The not seven threes, six threes, six of eight. I'm just saying, but his he may not. Then, then if he was doing that and he was playing, then one of those two guys weren't going to play. Yeah, yeah, true. So it's not like they were they were going to play together. I'm saying that we've we've seen all year long they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Play all three together unless we're going small, which we weren't going to do against Milwaukee. Um. Yeah. I just. I. I. I um. I think I think you the, my my thing is they got Middleton if he if he's back to form as their second back second best player and Drew Holiday is definitely good enough to play even if not better than James. It's tough, yeah. And and we know that Joel's going to get his, Giannis is going to get his. That's that's even though they don't go head to head, they, they're gonna both be effective. So you'd um, rather so you'd rather play a team that you deem to be less overall talented, but 
No, I, I think I, I'd rather play Boston because I think Boston is more beatable in the series. Oh, just as a team though, but like yes. what if but we obviously beatable. match up better against Milwaukee, no? Yeah, but I just think Milwaukee's I think Milwaukee's much better. I think so you, you, you'd rather go with the team that we might match up better, but who's just a better overall team, period. Yeah, because I'm looking at a series and not just a game. Okay. I'm thinking about beating the team four times. Yeah. And most likely starting out on the road. Yep. That too. You know, it's Boston. I think we, you know, closer. We got to, we got to some catching up to, <laughs> to do to Milwaukee. That four games and what, I mean, games we have left 18 or whatever, 20, yeah, 17, 18, something like that. That's, that's not easy. No. Making up four games. We need to, especially if you play play that team again, you know what I'm saying? You, and you don't beat them. That's, that's yep. adding a game. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I originally said no to that best one of the season, but I think it was because one, how good, how good Milwaukee's playing right now. I mean, that win streak to beat them on that win streak at home down by that much when they were playing well, it wasn't one of those Bucks just didn't have it tonight games. Ah, you know, throw it out. They had it. They had it for a lot of that game. Uh, I mean, when I, when I was in third quarter, when I was watching Allen just knock down anything, just catching and just launching them. Um, I thought it was done. I, I, I you know, I, I know we have come back from a lot of double digit games, but Milwaukee's not one of those teams like to, to do that against usually. Um, so to come back from that, so to beat that team in their streak, to come back in that fashion against that kind of team at their home, um, especially after the last time we played them, which we thought this was going to have a little extra juice on it because of the whole ladder thing. Um, it's just I, 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 that to me made it more impressive than some of the other ones that the game itself might have been more impressive. But I think that the stuff around it made this higher for me just because of who it was, when it was, where it was. Uh, that to me kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I mean, my, the reason maybe because, you know, the the Lakers went in there and beat Milwaukee on the um, ABC on the Saturday night. You know what I'm saying? Um, they ended up still in 12th place. You know what I'm saying? So I just, and, yeah, and sure. I just think that. Milwaukee being where they are, and all of a sudden that's a big game for the Sixers to go in there as a measuring stick. Um, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at now. We're third seed. And, and we beat the number one seed, and that's a big game for us to beat be the team that's, you know what I'm saying? Like no, that's I mean, what I'm like. Like, like yeah, I'm looking at it, I'm not looking at I'm looking at it from a standpoint of how the game was I just I just looked from a standpoint that that Milwaukee that Memphis game was wasn't going great. We were looked like we were gonna lose mm -hmm. in that fashion to come back and win because we know how coming out of a break can look. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, all these sources start speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Um but losing against Boston and Milwaukee in the same week would have been pretty rough too, especially when everyone was just saying that we're on the same tier as them. You know, that also I mean, would have hurt you, a, little, a little bit. I too. mean, you technically are on the same tier as them if you're within a few games. You are. 
The difference is Boston went to the finals and Milwaukee went to the finals and won the championship. Yeah. So, so the tier is about the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, volume, they've proven they've gotten past the second they're, round. They're above us. I'm saying they've gotten past the second round. Yeah. yeah. And if you just look at our players and say, what have they done in their careers underachievers in, in, in the playoffs? So yeah. we definitely have that to overcome. You said at first it wasn't going to be your game of the year for us. What was the game? What was the game you had a little bit before that? Today? I had a couple. I, the Clippers game was awesome. The comeback for that one. The Denver game was awesome. And the Memphis game. Uh, I think, and, and I, think the, I think the Denver game was the biggest game for Joel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and the um, the Brooklyn game I love too. The one that they it was almost a fight every five seconds. Oh yeah, because that was that was tempering their um um that was holding their tempers in check while winning the game. That's very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, not the best opponent, but so when you factor all that stuff in, when I took in the fact that Milwaukee hasn't <laughs> lost, since I mean. You, you well, know, if, if, January twenty first. If if if, if, if we're in. being if we're if we're being honest and we're being fair, right? Sure. Then the game in Orlando was the biggest when we lost our top three players, and we went in there and won. Because we yeah. all through that, we all said we were losing that game. Yeah, that's true. Well, we also beat, we beat the Nets. Uh, they had Durant and Kyrie. We beat them without, I think, Joel yes. and Harden. Yeah, it's also big too. Yeah. Um, had a lot of good games this year, I guess. Uh, but I think the whole Milwaukee, the circumstances, how well I mean, like, dude, they haven't lost since January twenty first. That's insane. Like, that's that streak and to be up by that much. It hurt, man. That, that that had to hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Kudos to them for coming back the next night and just taking care of business. Yeah, I mean, that that right there showed me that it hurt, but they mature team because yeah. they went on yeah. the road and, you know what I'm saying? That's... They, they almost lost that game. They, they were down for quite a bit in that uh, in that Washington game, but almost doesn't mean anything. What, is almost, what do you mean almost? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Almost, almost lost. Man, we almost lost too. What are you saying? That's true. We, almost lost we were down game. most of the game. Say the same. You can say the same thing. About us. <laughs> we were down for most of the game, and we were almost lost. <laughs> same thing. It's true. Oh, and I'd rather I'd rather face. I think I'd rather face Milwaukee. And you're basing that on because we beat them both times this year. Is that is that why you're basing that on? Uh. Yeah, I feel like our confidence level in general going into a series against them will be higher. Why? I mean, Joel publicly has said Boston owns us. <laughs> when you have your best player telling your entire world that a team owns you going into a series against that team, it's not very good. It's not well, very well, high. Boston owns us. We, 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 we ain't talking about going past the second round then. Because that's what we're going to play in the second round. Well, one of those two teams. No, we ain't catching Milwaukee. Yeah, but Boston could catch Milwaukee. You watched Boston recently? <laughs> yeah. Well, we we catch Boston. <laughs> huh? We catch Boston. We need so we, to because still, they own us. If they own us, we need to catch Boston. 
Well, if we go to four, then we would play Milwaukee in the second round. So now we're going backwards. I'm not. I'm not saying I want to. I'm just saying it could. They're they're on our. They're on us. Ooh, Cavs. Oh my. <laughs> and that's another topic. Anyways, so let's see what's the next one. Um, we 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 say. Go ahead. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Eric? What are you gonna say? I mean, we can't be talking about beating Milwaukee and Boston then talking about Cleveland catching us at the same time, like. We have a tough schedule. It's more than just Cleveland versus us. It's a hard schedule. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get to that in a in a top. Yeah, I mean we then that means you, you on the road the rest of the final except for the first round. Mm-hmm. If the unless, teams unless, win, unless some upsets happen, unless I'm saying if the teams win. Yeah. Um. Okay. So before we get to uh, playoff scenarios, which is always a fun topic, um. Three and one on the road trip, as we mentioned uh, already in the show. But last three games, the Sixers have given up an average of 135 points, um, which last night's game was crazy. I think it was like, say, like 80 to something at, at halftime. It was, it was wild, and I and I thought the Mavericks and Sixers game was was a high scoring game. Last night took it out of the out of the water. But um, are you guys worried about the defense, or are you the mindset that it's whatever get gets it done on the road, even if it is a high scoring affair? Go ahead, Tasia. Um, I don't like that we're giving up that much, but we we've had uh, last night especially we did have a kind of like a makeshift line. It was we're missing you know two guys who have been good defenders this year for us, by the way. Um, I, I I've seen us win gutted out low scoring games, and I've seen us win high scoring games. If we were if our defense had been struggling more all season, I'd be a little more worried. But I, I'm more of the whatever gets it done because if if we're rising to the occasion of a high-scoring game or if we're rising to the occasion on a low-scoring game, that to me is more important, our adaptability for game to game. So I'm not as concerned about it, to be honest. I don't like it. <laughs> Let me say that again. Yeah, I mean, I, you're scoring. If, you, if, you're, if your possessions are going up, teams are going to score. I would go more on percentage defense, more so than points. Um, what, what percentage of teams scoring on you? What percentage of teams scoring on you from three? Um, how often they're getting to the free throw line during that time? Um, how many offensive rebounds are given up? I I would kind of see how those numbers look before I worry about the total score. Um, because that can dictate a lot. So if a, if a team is excuse me, shooting on the high clip against you, uh, you, you're going to have to address that, whether they're scoring 90 points or 120 points. If they're still shooting 45% for three, that needs to be addressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I where I don't like the highs giving up a lot of points, if you win them, you know, you can get by it. But I still think percentages – you know, my college coaches always tell me, like, if you win the shooting percentage game, rebound game, and turnover game, majority of the time you win. Um, so, I, I, you know, now it's three-point percentage game. But you can – if you're winning that and, and the attempts are somewhat similar, you're winning a lot of those games. If you look at the, the winning teams, they're winning those battles. 
I can answer some of those questions for you, by the way. So the last three games, um, 40% for, uh, for this is three point percentages, 40% Pacers shot. 50, it was 50% Milwaukee and a 50% Milwaukee and 52 for, for Dallas at a high clip too. Dallas shot 25 of 48. That's insane. 17 of 34 for Milwaukee and 15 of 37 last night. Uh, uh, offensive rebounds, we either tied or lost th- that battle. Milwaukee had 11. We had nine, um, five to five in Dallas and five to five in, in, in the Pacers. Um, and then free throws, we beat the Pacers by seven. Uh, we beat the, the Bucks by nine. And we just barely beat the uh, Mavericks by two. So, um, I guess I kept this in it a little bit. Yeah. So, so, so that's what I'm saying. So, you've given up that kind of percentage shooting. Um, you're not going to win the majority of those games. Yeah, that's why Boston beat us. They just shot. Yeah. They had their so guy. You're not going to win the majority of those games. So, for that one game that we, you know, so if I'm Milwaukee, and I'm just saying we shot fifty percent against them from three, and we lost. Like they're not thinking. You better than them. <laughs> they, they're looking at that game the same way we were looking at the Boston game. Pretty much, yeah. Very, very similar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we only shot what? If you look at that, they shot 50% against us on Saturday. We shot 48.6% from three. So it was only pretty much marginal difference there. No. Yeah, I mean, just you get in the playoffs, the possessions are going to shrink. Um, be a little harder to score. I mean, I, I don't see teams, unless it's a, a blowout team scoring like that, but I don't see the scoring like that from both teams. Yeah. Because I think the strategy will be a little different. Giannis going to the rim, I mean, they're not going to give him as many uncontested looks and you know, you know, it's just gonna it's just gonna be different. You give them a crowd and you'll be a little more selective of who you want to shoot the threes. Um from a team strategy standpoint. So but that's what happens when you have time to game plan and you're not playing a different opponent the next game. Yeah. And some things you don't you don't want to show them until you play them in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually top, we're top ten in percentage allowed threes hmm. for the season. Wow! But when we lose, it's because they're pouring it on us at three. Yeah, they're just open shots, just open threes. I was reading that uh, Milwaukee actually has a hard time uh, def- def- stopping the three. That was kind. Of, that was kind of why Niang got a lot of minutes in this game. That, yeah. that, that was what I read. It was a Brian Toporek article talked who highlighted the. Um, their their uh, Milwaukee's difficulty of stopping threes, so that was kind of uh, the big reason why he got more playing time. And also, like, we had injuries stopping, in stopping threes. Uh, no, uh, giving up threes. They're, they're they're one of the worst at defending threes. That that, that was what who, that was who is Milwaukee. Who Milwaukee. They're one of the worst at defending the three. The defending the three. That that was an article that I read from Toporek. That's that they're, they're, statistically they're second overall. Maybe maybe uh. Maybe maybe it was a recent one. Yeah, maybe it was a recent trend, but yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't recall them being like. I know they shoot a lot of threes, but I didn't, I, I didn't recall them being one of the worst at giving them up. Yeah, it, it might be one of those advanced stat metrics. I, I, I kind of looked, I looked at the headline. Yeah, yeah, you know, you all got so many stats nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> Too I mean, much. I'm not, I'm not necessarily not a fan. I just, you know, just some <laughs> of the stats. I just don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know why they're necessary. It's, like, why would you give a stat called per 48? What, what does that mean? If I played the whole game, this is what I would get? <laughs> like, that, what, that, what sense does that make? I don't know. I guess seeing how how you do, I guess it's kind of like a – <laughs> I guess it's efficiency. See how you do, how efficient you are. But you're not playing a 48 minute game. Like, what would your average? That's just a way for them to average out from somebody that's playing some. Oh, eh. what, yeah, it's a way to see if a guy, if a guy played eight minutes, you're only looking at it, it's like, oh, he averages four points a game. But what happens if we gave him more minutes? I guess it's like a hypothetical stat. Exactly. Yeah, you, you played him, you know, more minutes, then maybe he goes the other way. Here's why that's wrong, right? Here's what here's what uh here's what not what you're saying, but like here's why that stat's wrong. Because if you took the per 48 for Matisse Thibel when he was with Philadelphia, he would not have the same stats as he has with Portland, right? So that per 48 goes down the tubes if you take a guy who's shooting 28% from three and just say, okay, let's add 18 minutes but, to it. But here, here's the thing that I've always said about per 48 or something stat like that. A guy may come in and so the Pacers may come in and the guy has to guard, a starter has to guard Maxi or Harden and play against him. Another guy come in and he plays his minutes when neither one of them are on the court. Yep. So that's not the same. There's no way to make that the same. You're not playing against the same guys. But you want to compare guys. You're not playing with the same unit. You're not playing against the same, you know, opponent. It's like it's not the same. It's not where everything is not where everything is similar or the same. You're not playing against the same guys, same amount of minutes. So that's why I just like, what is that stat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I looked at it. It was um, it was a Milwaukee's rotational player to have, who have had who've been struggling to defend uh, the perimeter. That's what uh, the, uh, the reserves. Yeah, yeah the right. reserves. <laughs> Yeah, Harden kept trying themselves. to get that switch with Crowder. Yeah, it was the big point of the game plan was uh, creating uh, mismatches and, and looking and finding, hunting and, and chasing mismatches during that game or on our in the fourth quarter especially. It took us a little while. And Crowder hadn't played. I can see that. Yeah. He hadn't played. I mean, you know, do that. Okay, so now we get to the playoff scenarios, which we kind of touched on a little bit. Uh, so right now, um, Sixers are two games back of a two seed from um, Boston. And then uh, four games back from Milwaukee uh, for that one seed spot, but everyone keeps talking about Cleveland potentially catching us. So my question—I mean, Tatum just said it. Like, I guess that's what's going to happen. He's definitely concerned about it. But um, yeah. I so my question, to you guys, was more likely to happen: Cavs catching up to the 76ers, or we catch up to one of the top two seeds? You didn't say how close the Cavs were to us, though, did you? Yeah, I did not. Game, I did not. Do you, you say a game and a half? I thought you said it. They are game and uh, yeah, they're a game and a half. Um, they're two games and a half behind us. Two, two and a half behind us. Two and a half behind us. And we're three behind Boston. Two we're behind two Boston. Three. Four behind Milwaukee. Yeah, three behind Boston. 
No. Two, two, two behind, behind Boston. Boston. Four behind Milwaukee. And then Cleveland. We, 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 we lost the tiebreaker. We're three behind Boston. Oh. Uh, so we have to have one game better than them. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. We can't tie them. So that's three games. Yeah, that's true. So do you think we're have a higher shot of being three games or going up three on the Boston or Cleveland two and a half behind us? I I I I think Cleveland is playing well. I just don't think Cleveland's capable of staying consistent to catch us. Um, I think that we're consistent. We're consistent enough to catch Boston, and Boston is faulty enough to fall a few games. Um, I say we catch Boston before Cleveland catches us. Boston like- don't have to play Boston anymore, right? <laughs> because they own us based on what Tasia said. One, one more, more game, game right? Yeah, one, one more game. game. I mean, you know, I guess we're <laughs> so not going to win that. Make that four games us. behind them then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only one. I mean, the tiebreaker's already gone. So that's three games. That's true. Yeah. Um, Boston does look vulnerable right now. Three straight losses. Rough losses, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough, man. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it comes down to we have a tough stretch, though. We yes, only talk about scheduling. That. Scheduling. It comes down to scheduling. Yeah, um, four more back and backs rest of the season. And and, and I didn't look at the schedule, so I didn't look at their schedule. I know our schedule. I'm just saying I didn't our look schedules. at Boston, brutal, and Cleveland's schedule. Um, Boston will average out. I mean, they'll lose recent, but they'll average out. Cleveland, if Cleveland gets on the road, Cleveland's been struggling on the road some. Um, so if they have more home games, you know, they could make a run. We play I mean, Cleveland one that, more time at Cleveland. We've been beating them. Um, I think it's really going to come down to that stretch and that stretch of road games we have at the end of the year. And, and we plan when is that stretch? The end of this month? Brutal, man. It's that. It's end of this month because I'm supposed to go to a couple games out west. March twenty, um, March twenty seconds when that four game road trip of Chicago, Golden State, Phoenix, and Denver hits. Yes, and and the issue is all of those teams are fighting for a playoff position, and they will be then. So those will all be big games. For every single one of those teams, every every single one from. March 20th versus Chicago at Philly on for the rest of the season. They're all playoff teams fighting for Yes. Yes. Chicago, Chicago, Golden State, Phoenix, Denver, Dallas, Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Yes. That is. Our hope is by the end of the year, some of those teams are set in their position. And. It's going to be tough. How many games we have left? (laughs) <laughs> we have 18 games left. Want to um, change your answer to Cleveland catching us, Eric? Well, but Cleveland has 15 no, I, games I don't, left. I don't, I don't, I just don't think that Cleveland can be consistent enough and win on the road to catch us. I, 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 
I see the Knicks catching Cleveland before they catch us. Yeah, Cleveland has 15 games left. Nine of them are on the road. Yes. Pretty rough. But that 15 game, that's three games, though. That's, that <laughs> can go either way. So that's three games. If they're pluses for us, then, yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, man. That that stretches. We need to we win have 15 the, games left? Wow. All the winnable games that we have, we, we have to win those. Like, no, man, we can't. You got to win your home games. We got to win against the inferior opponents, too. Like, we got to beat them. We can't have any more slip-ups, San Antonio slip-ups anymore. <laughs> they got to be they gotta be on point because, I mean, Milwaukee and Boston, back to not back-to-back. They're early, early April, man. It's going to be something else. Um, They're both home games, right? No, uh, we split it at Milwaukee and then at Philly versus Boston. Milwaukee could be set. Is that what? How many games is, is left after that game? That's One, that's fifth last game. I was saying if it was closer to the end, they could they could be throwing in the towel. And, 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 and some of these games could be back-to-backs for those teams. Pulling some low management. But oh, yeah. Uh, Maybe, yeah. I mean, it could, it could be. And that could be a back to Some of these games that we're looking at that look daunting could also be back-to-backs for those teams. You know what I mean? We don't know that. Um, ah, it's funny. Milwaukee also plays Boston before they play us. So Milwaukee plays Boston. We play Milwaukee. Then we play Boston. So, National TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's about. Yeah, we have a lot of national televisions for the rest of the game. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. National TV is is, is still always big games. Yeah, they backloaded our schedule big time. Mm-hmm. And speaking of national TV games, our game prediction tonight is a TNT game, 730. Um, so it's the last game of our road trip. Um, back-to-back, obviously, we played Indiana last night. Uh, but we opened up as a two and a half point underdog. We are currently a three point underdog. Um, and we might have some guys miss for this game. I think Tobias is out and PJ Tucker is a game time decision. And James Harden also game time decision too. So we'll see what happens right. if any of those we're guys not, are out. We're not going to play. We don't even know who's going to play. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the spread is, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we, we 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 blew our load? Whatever huh? it is, go with it, man. I mean, we got it. Gonna lose our last one before the uh, before going yeah, back. They home. just like man, let me get me get back home, man. It's cold up in Minnesota. I won't even man. blame them, man. At this point, yeah, I mean, you have some guys that come in and actually they're gonna play well. They gonna give us a shot. Now we can still. Now we've proven when guys are out, we can go win a game. We played we've really proven. well shorthanded this year. Um, it's true. kind of a so doc gives me. That gives me some hope. I just don't know who's going to show up. Like, not show up. I'm sorry. That's the like, bad word. We just don't know who's going to play or not. You mean like literally show up and play? Like, yeah, like literally play. Yeah, yeah. Like physically, physically, physically be there and, and, and have a ball in their and hand. play, yes. Log um, minutes. I, know, I believe the guys are going to show up and compete and give us a chance to win. That show up, I'm saying yes. I'm saying I, I, I think that this may be a game where more guys low management. 
Huh? We don't play again until Friday, though. So, I mean, they do have four days to or three days to. Yeah, run. I know, but you know, and and our thinking, you would say, "Hey, we don't play until Friday, so I'm gonna play now." Um, some people would say, "Hey, that's a way to get even more an extra day." It just depends <laughs> on how you look at it. It's true. They were saying MB was grabbing his hamstring towards the end of last game. Hmm. A little bit. Him too. The commentators, the commentators were. Hmm. Yeah, just, man. Whatever that whatever it is, man. This is what is the spread, Marcus? Not out. I, you said I just three. said it. Oh, it's three. It opened up as two and a half. Now it's three. Plus three, right? You're a plus three or three to point underdogs. I mean, Embiid, if I'm looking at I'm looking at same game parlay props, Embiid's the only guy of our starting lineup who's in uh, who's in this that you can ah. on. So, yeah, the plus three thing definitely makes me think Minnesota's taking this because you know someone looking at us recently be like, oh man, Philly, man, give him points, take it. And what's weird is seventy five percent of the money is on Philadelphia, but the spread has gone down from two and a half to three. So I, I do think yeah. Minnesota's going to win this game based on. The- I'm going to have to lean. I'm going to have to lean the numbers and go Minnesota. Unfortunately, yeah. Wow, across the board, all three was taking Minnesota, huh? Opposite's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> I hope yeah. so. That'd be yeah. good. I hope we reverse jinxed it. All right. Well, that does it for us, guys. We'll see you guys Friday when we uh, have the uh, the Thigh Bowl versus McDaniels uh, matchup. Which... Ooh, the Thigh Bowl. The Thigh, thigh Bowl. bowl. <laughs> God. <Here> I go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's on the spot right there, man. That was a good one. <laughs> In Philadelphia, though, so that should be uh, that should be a good one for our guys. But it'll be exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. I know Tage is gonna love that one. Tage is gonna <laughs> he can finally root against Thibault openly. Dude, in Philly, I mean, Thibault should just revert back to his one for four and eighteen minute game. Then he, he might. He, I mean, you never know. I feel like playing Philly might bring back like old memories, old memories of Doc. Seeing, D- seeing Doc in his peripheral while he's shooting threes, I don't think he's going to make those things, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Low blows. You're going to drive past that mural and see that someone put paint all over it and stuff? <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably gone by now. That's uh, like a month ago. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, we'll see you guys Friday. Um, have a good one. Later on, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.